I'm Mariel from Bestex, and I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. What's up, guys? Uh, Rob here, Front Row Live Entertainment. Today, I'm hanging out with Mariel of Bestex, and I'm super excited to be talking to you about your new and actual debut album. Let's dive in and talk about the creative process of this album. And, you know, it's taken some time for you to get to the point to be able to release a debut album. And that happens with every artist. It's like you have to feel right before you can drop that album. When did you know that it was the right time to drop this debut? You know, so I've been, I never am like short of material. Um, even since like I was doing Candy Hearts, I always had so much stuff. And it was always like with Candy Hearts, I feel like it was really straightforward where like every year I made an album and we would tour the album and then it was like okay well now it's time to write another album like it was very clear like the cycle of like when that was needed so when I was developing like a solo project it was kind of different because I wanted to be in that headspace of like album tour album but it just didn't feel that way especially because in the midst of like kind of figuring out my sound, like I released an EP, um, I was thinking about doing an album and I was like, you know what? We're in a world of like singles. So I spoke to a bunch of like my friends who are in the industry and they're like, you know what? Maybe you should just try an EP. So I did good at feeling bad. Um, and I had enough songs to make that a full length. Um, so those were all on the back burner. And as I was thinking about it, like the whole world shut down. And I was like, okay, well, what do I do now? Because nobody's releasing anything because you can't tour on anything. Um, so I really just thought really hard about like where I wanted to be as an artist. And I just like spent the like bettering myself as an artist, if that makes sense. Like I took vocal lessons. I started learning a little bit about production. I really focused on um, practicing different songwriting techniques and stuff. And right when the pandemic was starting to like get to the point where we had, so it was like safe to be in rooms again with people. Um, Iodine Records reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want to make a full length? And I was like, whoa, I didn't know what I was making. But like, now that you mention it, I would really like to. I've always wanted to. Um, I just was kind of waiting for, you know, the universe to give me the push to be like, now's the time. It's okay. Just do it. I feel like as an artist, and you kind of mentioned it earlier, it's like, you never know when the time is right. Like, it's always going to be like, oh, I have to do this. I have to prep for this. I have to work on this. Um, so it's kind of cool that you got that push and you were able to deliver. Obviously you did with, with a smile and these 12 tracks are incredible like I want to talk about that creative process for you and really what song or lyric from this album was the one that kind of kick-started it all for this record I think the thing that kick-started it all was the the first track with a smile um which I wrote I think it was one of the first I wrote and it was like a riff off of a line I had written for a song I recorded for Ice Cream Antisocial, my first EP. And I just didn't like the way that song came out. Like it was fine, but it just didn't have, it just didn't come out the way that I envisioned it coming out, I guess. Um, but I really loved that line. And I was playing around with my ukulele 
And I wrote that and I was like, this is kind of exactly encompasses like how I've been feeling. Um, and I was like, this would be a really good introduction to an album. So that kind of made me think about a wider body of work. I see that you also co-produced this with Andy Tongren. Um, so bringing in a producer during this during this special moment, like I'm sure for every artist, it's different. It's not easy. Um, you have to find the right person. What was it about Andy that you felt like was the right producer to collaborate with on this album? You know, I've always liked Andy's work and my friend set me up with him um, when I was looking for a producer for what became Good at Feeling Bad. And, you know, I had a limited budget. I wanted someone who had like a sort of pop sound, but with indie sensibilities. And my friend Lux Tides, who actually collaborated on, on this album, uh, connected me with him because it's a really small world and her boyfriend is in a band with him and he was just learning how to produce. And I was like, yeah, I'm totally willing to take a chance on someone just learning because I also have no money. And he did such an amazing job with Good at Feeling Bad that I was like, hey, listen, I promise like if I ever get the opportunity to give you more money, like actually legitimate money or something, like pay you what you're worth, I promise I will come back and I will do it. And, you know, with this album, I was able to do that. So I went back to him and I was like, let please, please let's make the album. I love how these connections just happen organically uh, and they lead to either like someone to collaborate with on the record as a producer or someone to collaborate as, as a songwriter. Um, you mentioned Lux Tides, who is also on this record, and that's the only feature that you have on this record, which I feel like is very special. Talk to me about this collaboration for Die For You and, you know, what would it, what was that vibe or chemistry like between the two of you when you guys were either recording or writing this this song? Well, Danny is like one of my best friends and we met years ago through my ex-boyfriend um, and she had just started touring with her old band, Oh Honey, and often felt like, you know, I don't really know how to manage this as like the only woman around. I don't know what's normal or appropriate or how people should act or whatever. And I remember us connecting over like, it was like the simplest thing. It was like, we were like in our early twenties and she was like, Hey, like we're touring on a shoestring budget. And like, is it appropriate for me to like share a bed with my bandmate in a platonic way? My, boyfriend is being weird about it and I was like well we all do that though like my bandmates are literally married I mean like share a bed like don't touch each other put pillows in the middle like you know like we don't have any money we're in our early 20s we're touring that's just what it is and um so we connected over that and you know years later like we've maintained a friendship <laughs> I'm no longer close with my ex and um, this friendship just happened to endure and, you know, we've sort of seen that same path of like, we had a band that people really liked and then we went solo. Um, and so I really, really wanted her to collaborate. Like there was no one else I thought of except for her. I was like, she, I really want to collab with my best friend. I really want another woman on my album. Um, because lifting up women songwriters and women creators is really important to me because I feel like the industry 
often ignores them. Like I see a lot of people I tour with always promoting like their buddies and bands, but when it comes to like the women that they've, their women acquaintances and um, friends, I just don't see it. So I wanted to have her on the album and we wrote the song together in the studio with Andy and I think it came out really good. During these 12 tracks, were there any songs, lyrics, vocals that you felt like you were struggling with during the process? Yeah, so <laughs> on um, Stay With Me, I originally had like kind of a different melody line for the uh, chorus. And when I was in the studio, Andy was like, you know, what, what, I think it should go like this. Like, maybe that's cooler. And I'm like, that is cooler, but it's so high. And it took me a really, really long time to learn how to sing. I was just like, we might have to just trash this because I don't think I can do it. But, you know, practice makes at least tolerable. And what what was it that really got your attention or not attention, got you to be able to to nail that vocal? You know, I think sometimes with like the voice, if you're not used to singing something a certain way, um, especially if it's out of your range, mm. it really just like it's a muscle. So it's muscle memory. So you just kind of need to like train yourself the way that you would do anything. Like if you're playing guitar, like and it's like kind of hard, just practicing it helps the muscle memory and then you eventually can do it. Like the more you sing you know, in the right way, the more it strengthens your voice. Would you say that that new vocal range uh, allowed you to experiment a little bit more either on the rest of the songs for this album or even like just considering it for future stuff? Yeah, I definitely think so. It definitely made me a lot more confident knowing that I could hit something. And I think a, a while back, like I filmed the process of getting to, I think the highest note in that. And all of the different times I was like singing and I'm like, oh my God, no, oh my God, no, oh my God, no. Until I was like, all right, I'll just sing it and we'll fix it in post if I can't do it. But then I ended up being able to do it. Was there a track on here that you felt like the most proud or would you say that this one is also the same thing because you tried something different? The track I'm most proud of, I think is the end. Um, I really mixed like a lot of different genres in that. It is a little ambitious because it's like over four minutes, which is weird in 2023 when songs are like <laughs> two minutes like taylor swift just released a single yesterday it's like just two minutes and um i wasn't sure if anyone was gonna listen to it i'm still not sure if anyone's gonna listen to it but it came out with the vibe and the feeling exactly how i wanted it to be and i personally don't even notice that as four minutes so i'm just really proud that i pulled it off that's awesome. And lastly, you know, you're not a stranger to the tour, to the tour world, tour life. Any plans for taking this album on the road anytime soon? Or do you want to focus more on just working on more material? I definitely have plans to take this on the road. We've been really trying. We have a show coming up um, December 10th in New York City. Um, touring in the like, so different. <laughs> I used to be like, I had no problem, like I could book anywhere, especially even last minute. I could just book something anywhere, last minute, whatever I wanted. Um, and now it's not the case. It's a lot harder to get promoters to take chances, especially on like a debut um, record, even though my past, I feel like proves 
mm-hmm. something. Um, it's been hard to get promoters to take a chance on it, but I'm pushing forward. I'm constantly trying, doing DIY things and um, always fighting to get back on the road. <laughs> well, I'll be looking out for a tour announcement or any type of show, at least here in LA for sure. Um, so it's been some time since I've watched you perform live. So I'm excited to see this new project. I'm excited to experience this new album live. And um, thank you again for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you for interviewing me. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.